0: Welcome to Capital Sports on this momentous night here in Moscow's city capital. Um, I know, Andy, you were brought to tears by that lovely anthem by Jerry and the Pacemakers, correct?
1: No. Why not? Because uh, it's been fatally and ill temperedly used. But it's, it's a hymn. It's like ah. actually from, an, uh, from a, an old show, a musical. It's Jerry and the Pacemakers. Yeah. It? Are you not happy? Like you'll never walk alone? Um I I, I suppose I will this evening (laughs) (laughs) You
0: will after this (laughs) Okay, I am Alan at this is Capital Sports Of course, we had a huge, huge event It was one that the whole world was watching Last night, of course, in beautiful, beautiful Madrid So, here with me in the studio to discuss this and a lot more We have, uh, of course, Mr. Andy McLean, who's already been introduced Good evening Good evening, we've got uh, Peter P on my left Good evening, folks. Okay, very good, Peter. And of course, straight across from me, we've got Alex B. Folks, why doesn't the sun go to college?
2: This guy million degrees.
0: All right, we we'll just move on. Oh, we we'll we'll to <laughs> What happens yeah, to think... chicken rotisserie day? Yeah, uh, it, it, it
2: is chicken rotisserie chicken day.
0: That is very, very good. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. That's wor- that is worse than mine. It's really. also
2: Rocky Road Day. Rocky Road. What's Rocky Road? It's ice
0: cream. Ah, ice cream. yeah. Okay, I never had it. And Cancer Survivors Day.
1: Well, that's, I think that's slightly more important. You
0: know? <laughs> no, yeah. not like I th- I'd have gone with that. Now, in fairness, like you know,
1: have your ice cream and jelly if you've survived. And uh, your rotisserie chicken. And your rotisserie
0: chicken. All right, we are going to. We have, of course, the Champions League final to report on. We have the Europa League, which, of course, we had. Mr. Andrew Flint. He was down to that. He speak was us in the next segment. We have tennis. We have cycling. We have boxing, and an awful lot more. We even have a streak to contend with. We have NBA and we've got NHL as well. However, Andy, lead off with the sports news,
1: please. Yeah, so that big sixth title, European title, for Liverpool last night in Madrid finished 2-0 against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, the scoring was opened very, very early on. 30 seconds in a penalty, Mo slightly controversial. And then Super Sub, again, uh, obviously got them through in the, in the semi-final against Barcelona with an important couple of goals. Divock Origi then sealed it on a special night for the Liverpudlians. Do you think, was it a penalty? No. 100% no. Um, Well, I think because the way the referee did or didn't use VAR, I don't think it could have been overturned because I think there was a slight flick, therefore VAR can't then say no to it. Uh, But I think in those situations, I think the referee should let the play go on and then he can utilise VAR correctly and then decide whether that was actually really affecting play or not. And I think it's ninety-eight percent off his chest, and two percent skliff of a of a shirt. That's well, you know he's pointing to someone else to to get in position, and it just so happened that from the angle the referee was stood at. Yeah, I'm, it kind of ruined the game for me with with less than a minute gone. Watching back this morning, though,
0: I did think that um, you know I, I would have. I would have signed on the, the, the. I would have been on the side of caution and given the penalty because it just from the referee's position it did look it. But then again, if you put like if on VAR, you know it, it does. It's a game changer. Really, is a game changer. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean the 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 whole obviously for Liverpool is a fantastic decision because it got them off to a start and. A, Settled the nerves, but for Spurs, I mean, that must have been an absolute killer blow mentally. Well, they're chasing then; they're chasing the game the whole year. But what about
0: um, you know the the, the the Spurs lineup? Because that was something that I you know I, I mean, there was a lot of discussion about it in the week leading up to it, or the weeks, two weeks leading up to it, of course. But um, did Pochettino did he get it all wrong?
1: I think Poch was on to a lose lose regardless um, with Harry Kane. I think if he'd picked him and they didn't win, he'd have been criticised for it. If he didn't pick him and they didn't win, he'd have also been criticised for it. Uh, the one that I disagreed with him on, I, I think if, if Kane was fit and he played the 90 minutes, so I think he was probably right to start him, but Harry Winks, who didn't last the 90 minutes and was also um, 50-50 going into that game, I think he should have been left off because if you're not fit, you don't start, frankly. And you saw the same with Firmino for Liverpool. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Was, he, you yeah. He barely realised he was on the pitch until he was subbed off. Yeah, I was actually I was surprised with that. that. That's the one with Firmino. I thought that, like, you know, the,
0: why, why waste the space? You know, why, why, why waste why the waste substitution it? in such exactly, a big final if you exactly. he know he's
1: gonna, not going to last the 90? The, the um, and especially with a riggy high on confidence going in from that semi-final, I think I would have started him as a, as a gesture almost to say, yeah. well done, go and do it again. Um, but as, you know, Pochettino is the one coming out of it now having to defend the, the decisions and Klopp doesn't matter.
0: No, exactly. Do you think that this, this is, um, I mean, there was a lot, of, a lot said after the game, of course, um, by, well, let's just say, um, well, pundits, especially like Mourinho, that, that you know, Liverpool now really have taken their place at the top table. But he was saying that they'll repeat it and they'll do three, four in a row. The whole, if, if Real can do it, they can do it as well.
1: But that's a bit bit of a pointless guy, isn't it? Well, that's the challenge. That's, what, that's the goal they've got to set themselves. And if they don't, then the, there's something very wrong within the club that that's what, you know, they, that's what they should be aiming for. But we've seen Real Madrid broke that um, curse of never being able to... Repeat, yeah. 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 Um, And it was just incredible that they did it three times in a row, and I don't think that will ever, ever, ever be done again. So if Liverpool can even get to, I mean, they were so close not to get out of the group stage, and Spurs likewise, until that last game and a a final goal, Spurs were were going out before they'd even got out the groups, and Liverpool were close as well to, you know, they, they kind of snuck out, but with some big performances. So... You need an awful lot of luck and things to go your way, like the Barcelona game in the semi-final, like the group stages against Napoli and PSG. So to say that they're going to go and do that again, meh, meh, meh. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you look, they want the league next year. Exactly. I mean, what uh, like uh, our boss
0: here was like, you know, he he was looking at if it was Ajax in the final against Liverpool, it would have been slightly different because I think Ajax, I actually would have fancied Ajax to beat Liverpool in the final. They just had. More drive, they had more skill, more talent, and they had nothing to lose, so they just had gone for it.
1: Well, I actually thought Spurs were the, by far the better team last night and perhaps didn't get their, their what they deserved from an okay performance. Their big players didn't show up. Um, Ericsson, Deli Alley, you need those players to have a big game. And all they did was miss countless chances that fell their way, and then Lucas Mora, perhaps under, you know, slightly taken aback, sclift one that was an easy save in the end could have been a very different night. I mean, Liverpool were well off the ball, but you could say deserved winners over the course of the season. They, to come away after that season and not having won anything yeah, would, would have, have been disastrous. Hard. Exactly. I mean, because I mean, if you look at the effort they put
0: in, and especially, OK, beating Barcelona at any time is something not a lot of clubs get used to, or can get used to, but they did, and Liverpool did it very, very well, and coming back from behind as well. Do you reckon maybe that... Um, this might this might just be the,
1: the, the peak of this Liverpool team under the Can
0: they, Can they? No, I know? think
1: I, I, I think they will get better. And I, I I'm going to read out a list. I've got nothing against before people criticise me heavily for this comment. I've got nothing particularly against Jordan Henderson. And it was a lovely moment with his dad. We were saying cancer survivor. Yeah, early. yeah. Lovely moment with his dad at the end well, of Liverpool course. That is hands down the worst captain I have. He, I'm not doubting his commitment but in terms of ability I'm going to read you out some former captains that have lifted that trophy uh, Sergio Ramos Xavi Gerard, Maldini Effenberg Schmeichel Redondo Casillas Sammer, Deschamps Viali, Blin Tosotti Jordan Henderson I mean he doesn't even come close to that category of player. Yeah, but isn't a captain just a person
0: who, you know, basically puts on an armband and drives the team on? He doesn't have to be spectacular. I mean, and Ramos I means a scumbag. I mean, I wouldn't have but
1: him, he's, a, I, he's a scumbag you'd want to have in your no, team and not in other team. No, I wouldn't have him. I would no? have him.
0: No, never. No, I wouldn't want him. I'd want someone who's tough. I want someone who's strong, but someone like, you know, like him? No. Does Henderson really fit the bill for you in that then? I just think he's a hard-working player. He's a tough player and he and, and he gets the job done, but he's not this nasty
1: tramp of a player like, like um, Ramos. No, but I'd also want, from a captain, you want something a bit edgy from them, a Keane or Vieira or... Gerard uh, wasn't edgy though. Oh, but Gerard was always fully committed and had the ability to go with okay. it. Okay, agreed. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. think Henderson... I mean, Klopp signed a load of midfielders because I think he doubted Henderson's ability. Well, maybe he's pro- proven him wrong over the course of this season, but the fact that they signed Fabinho, cater. Um, I'm missing someone off the top of my head now as well, but just bringing those two in said to me immediately he doesn't trust Jordan Henderson, and I think he was one of England's frail points, shall we say, within their squad at the World Cup. I mean, he's his possession, he's there for for keeping possession. He just lost it time and time again. Well, I think I think in that English team as well, the way he plays is
0: slightly different. Like, I mean, they're they're looking for something different from. Looking just at, at, at uh, say captains, okay, Keane was like edgy and so on, but he was a tough committed player, hard player and so on. Yeah, uh, Jared very very skillful. Uh, I mean, there's lots of players who've lifted the cup who've been you know excellent, just like unbelievably good. But if you look at Henderson's statistics, he does do a lot of work. He's a he, for me, he's like Michael Carrick, and only when he's retired you're going to go Jesus, he wasn't
1: that bad. No, I disagree. I think Michael Carrick was miles better. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, right. All right, we're going to move away very, 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 very briefly away from the Champions League. We're
0: going to get an update very quickly on NHL because, of course, it's three games into the series between uh, Boston Bruins and and, uh, and the Saint Louis Blues. What is the score standing at, Peter? Well, <laughs> game yesterday, of course, seven two. Uh, they
3: completely destroyed the Blues with it with that comeback. And you know what? On the Monday. They will do the so again. They'll destroy the Blues, go on to the fourth game, and win that too.
2: And Not to mention they destroyed Paul Pierce eleven nothing.
1: <laughs> oh, um, the, well, that was yeah, a and, very, and yeah, a very impartial <laughs> outlook on the uh, NHL. Playoffs. I love the city of
0: Boston. <laughs> Let's just cut that out. <laughs> uh, all right. So it's two one in the series right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're 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 back in Boston to go four one. Yeah. To, to to win the series four one. I mean, like seven two. Are you like? like
3: that's insane 7-2 and then in every period it was like 3-0 first period 3 like 1 and then 3-1 so it was like in every period they Your scored math three is goals terrible
1: i mean 3-2 uh, 3-2 three, 3 i think you find it was 3-0 2-1
3: 2-1 or that <laughs> whatever you want to
0: I mean,
3: right. result is 17. Well,
0: do, look, it doesn't matter how many goals you put in the back of the, uh, the, uh, the, the St. Louis net. They still won. Okay, so you reckon that they're going to go ahead and sweep. They're going to, uh, not sweep, they're going to win 4-1. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that is good. <laughs> All right. Very, very quickly, yes. NBA, because it is uh, second game starting yes. tomorrow morning, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Moscow time. The Raptors and the Golden State Warriors. Yes. And there's some good news for the men up north.
2: Yes, there are. Uh, the Raptors took game one. But, uh, Alan, remember last year? Oh, sorry. Last week mm. you said that uh, nine days isn't particularly good. So that's, yeah. that's exactly what we saw in the Warriors. They're just, rust- they're just rusty. So um, essentially I wouldn't be quick to go betting your money in the Raptors because the Warriors, it's not about beating the Warriors. It's about beating them four times in two weeks. So betting your money in the Raptors would be like paying for your own food. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, that's, surely that's, and that's not some, what you want and to And do. that's something
0: I don't do, of course. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Yeah, <laughs> we figured it out. Like, you yeah. know? <laughs> All right. Um, okay. One nil up. Uh, the guy Kawhi. What's his Kawhi name? Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard. He he seems to be able to match up to the very very best that Golden State are going to put against him because Golden yes. State are not just a one man team, of course. Not just Curry. Oh, yeah, so have, they're a very um, good team.
2: Well, the Raptors have like one like really really good player, and the Warriors have four but Kevin Durant their best player is out and he's questionable to play in this series so is well DeMarcus Cousins played but he wasn't really like that good but we've seen the Raptors bench step up yet again with Pascal Siakam dropping 36 points I believe
0: that is very very good okay for this game tomorrow night because it's at home as well so they've got these they're starting off the series with two home games if they go on and, and it goes like you know sort of like the home team wins each one they will have home court advantage for the last game am I correct? In yes. Game Seven, or, Okay, yeah. for tomorrow morning's game, or tonight's game, if you're yeah. listening in Canada, um, how, how, how do you reckon it's going to go? Can they keep this run going? Because they've got the, Ra- uh, they, the Warriors cold, possibly. Yeah. So, can they keep it going?
2: Well, I mean, their rust definitely wore off. But if the Raptors can take this one, it's definitely going to be a harder game. But if they take this one, then the Warriors, like, it's never easy to go back to your home city down 2 nothing, right? So, yeah. So, the Warriors are going to be in a bit of a panic if they lose this game. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, but I think so it's going to be a classic series I think it's going to be back and forth
0: It looks good I mean, I, I, I saw some of the highlights today I, mean, I was watching some of the, the hockey highlights, of course Which is why I was wondering how Boston were scoring Like three goals in the second and third period But, you know, that's, you know I don't know <laughs> When you're so happy to see them score I mean, it, <laughs> you're seeing double by the end of it I think Peter was counting the replays of the goals He's <laughs> like, oh, I'll just go again Oh, wait, wait, just scored again My I think he just summed up all the goals yeah, If yeah, you take yeah.
2: seven and two, that's exactly nine goals
0: Oh, okay so there's nine goals in total. That's what you meant? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, there we go. <laughs> exactly. We've exactly. That up. Of all of us. We have cleared that up. Okay, um, away from now. We'll come back, of course, on to tennis and so on a bit later on. Uh, Andy, um, before we go into the break, um, looking, looking at Spurs now and Pochettino linked to jobs around Europe and, of course, also kind of a potential future Manchester United manager if he can get that job. Of course, it's going to be massively expensive. Do you think his time is done at Spurs? Can, can he do anything
1: else with him? Because he, he
0: can't win anything domestically. And in Europe, maybe the Europa League?
1: Um, I think he'll he'll rise to the challenge again next season, and I think with a bit more stability with their own stadium next year as well, I, I think he'll fancy his chances at winning a piece of silverware. Uh, where that comes from, not quite sure, because obviously, I mean, I mean tes- testament to them, really. You have to congratulate Spurs for getting there, and I don't think they will ever get there again in the next five years or so uh, with their current squad. Whether they, they've got the the funds in the transfer window to go and complement the the key and good players that they've got now and hold on to them, um, there's a small chance that they could maybe do a Europa League or or, or a Carling you know, FA Cup, something like that.
0: OK, so they will, they, they, there's a chance, but mm, I think slim. he'll stay.
1: I think he'll stay, Potocino.
0: OK, that, that's a good point. All right, folks, we're going to go out to the break. We'll come back, of course, with Mr. Andrew Flint. He is just freshly back from Baku. He's back out in two again, of course. We'll go out to... A song that, of course, lit up the pre World Cup final. I can't, I can't even remember for the, the, the opening of the World Cup, but it was, it was there, as far as I know. So we'll go out to the break with, with Nicky Jam and Will Smith, and uh, I think it's uh, Era Estreffi. And this is a song, Live It Up. We'll be back after the break.
4: Capital Sports with Alan Moore. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, we all in?
4: Add this number to your contacts. You're going to need it. Capital FM, the one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Capital Capital FM. (whistles) Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
0: Welcome back, listeners, to Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. A lovely, lovely... um, Well, I could say it started raining now out in Moscow. It is 23 degrees, 26 in New York, and 22 in Istanbul, where it's always sunny in Glasgow. Correct, Andy? (laughs) No. Okay, right. Well, let's move on very, very quickly. (laughs) You've been, right? (laughs) Yeah, I have. Okay, so... um, we're going to go on to Andrew Flint in just a moment. Okay, we're going to have a chat because he, of course, was down in Baku watching the Europa League
1: final. Um, before we do, Andy, did you watch the uh, Europa League game? Yeah, um, ab- absolute disgrace at the amount of empty, empty seats. Um, but I think the Europa League final lived up to its billing more than the Champions League final in terms of the, both sides having a real going at it, p- putting a performance on Arsenal with a better team in the first half, Chelsea outclassed them In the second half, it it had a little bit of everything to it, unlike the Champions League final. It was just a shame it was put out into a place that isn't even really in Europe and hardly any fans were there and they were letting in people for free at half time. (sighs) But if I look at that, okay, like where's the fault lie?
0: Because all the the, uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, these like diehard fans were bleating and whinging and whinging, they couldn't get tickets go to the goddamn game and get a ticket.
1: Well, yeah, I mean if you've got if you've got the money to take a gamble and get out there and hope that there are tickets. I mean, as people pundits have been saying people, if it'd it been Liverpool yesterday. or people did it yesterday yeah. in Madrid. Yeah.
0: They booked a 90 90 well, euro return tickets and well, then
1: well, it's much easier to get to. I think there was a guy There was an Arsenal fan in Scotland who said he had to take eight flights just to get to get to the final in Baku. Was that because he was drunk and half of them was thrown off? No, I think (laughs) saying like (laughs) three three flights just to get to Baku. uh, No, to, to Istanbul, I think it was. So Scotland to London, London to somewhere else, to Istanbul, and then the same on the way back. That's tough.
0: Well, okay. Well, all right. Well, we're going to go across to two men. I'm sorry, Honey, I, I don't have... no yeah, sorry. Sp-
1: speaking of difficult places to get to. <laughs> um,
0: of course. So we have our man out in Siberia, Mr. Andrew Flint. Andrew, how are you doing? Can you hear us?
5: I certainly can. Certainly can. I'm not doing too badly. I'm rested. I'm showered and uh, back, glad to be back in Siberia, if I'm honest. Okay. So I've had a good two weeks.
0: Well, listen, OK, all right, so we, we, we've we already covered the start of the journey, but of course you ended up uh, out in Baku. We'll speak with you about that in just a moment. But you saw last night's Champions League final. Um, did the better team win?
5: Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, and it's painful for me to say that, but you nobody know, you can really dispute the fact that the Liverpool are the better side. I think the selection of Harry Kane is what really cost Spurs. Um, Lucas Moore has been in such good form, but I think a bit more pace would have been better for them. Um, but neither side got out of third gear, to be honest. Um, but in the end, the right side won.
0: But Okay, so neither side got out of third gear. The first half, I think, was probably one of the worst halves of football I've seen ever. It was really... I mean, if that was in the Russian Premier League, you know, the fans would be walking out. It was really, really bad show. I mean, okay, goal early on, but it was just terrible. Both teams really just didn't seem to be in it. Um, okay, Harry Kane wrong selection but even then did Spurs like the, Andy said earlier on that the Spurs big men didn't show up um did, like did they let them down I mean did Christian Eriksen let them down uh Kane of course Moore as well you said so it was just the fact that more big players let Spurs down the Liverpool down yeah I think there's an element of that
5: um I, I, I don't know. I think it's quite difficult to raise a game when uh, the, the, the opposition are also not quite firing them all, sevens, if that makes any sense. When Liverpool are, are absolutely flying at you, there's nothing you can do, but at least uh, more gaps will open up. Um, I actually do think that Spurs got the ball forward reasonably well to, through to the final third, but just didn't really seem to threaten when they got there. That was their problem. Um, Eriksen didn't have as much control as usual. And he is obviously the key creator for them, so that had a major influence. But I, I still maintain the team selection of Lucas Moura the major major influence for me behind them playing. Totally.
0: Okay, that, that okay that that is fair enough. I know people were, were were talking about Harry Kane being the one who's messed up, but uh, or had messed up, but uh, okay, that's fair enough. with more looking overall, uh, if we look at, say like you know Spurs with more possession, sixty five against thirty five percent against Liverpool did more shots. Shots and more shots on target. Uh, More passes, more pass accuracy. Um, They were fouled more. But at the same time, they just... I I never really saw them as being, you know, dangerous at any point.
5: No, it was a very good point. When I saw the possession stats um, show up halfway through the second half, I thought it was the most unusual stat. I would never have said off the top of my head, if you said, who's got more possession, I wouldn't have said Spurs, um, which kind of says a lot about how they used it. Um, I mean, there weren't really many clear-cut chances that I, can, that I can think of that you would say was a lack of finishing. It was a lack of creating enough good chances. Um, I just, I, the right side, the rights, I definitely want. Um, Spurs shouldn't be disheartened by that. To get to the Champions League final with no signings in the last, what, year and a half, is a utterly phenomenal achievement. Um, but I, I kind of feel like it was a potentially missed opportunity for them because Liverpool also were, were not desperately effective either.
0: OK, looking at, say, Pochettino, because he's not going to get the money he needs to, to splash out in the, cha- the, the transfer market. I think that's a given when he's working with Spurs. Um, do you think it's time maybe to, to, to accept a job in Italy if it's offered? Or maybe Spain?
5: Uh, that's a tough one to be honest, Um, I don't see other than uh, other than being offered the the job. But I mean, I don't think I don't think it's going to come. I think he will stay because he has got he's got control over proceedings, which is what very few managers do nowadays, except from the investment, of course. But he's not questioned over his approach and um, how he develops the team. Um, and the, the team clearly trusts him; they have faith in his abilities. So, I'd say he'd be foolish to give that up too cheaply. Um, I know he's been opportunistic when he's moved on from Espanol and Southampton jobs, but um, it'd have to be an absolutely perfect job offer to take him away. And I don't think I don't think one's going to come in the short term. So, I think he'll stay.
0: Okay, because Andy did say that, like you know, he he has a chance of picking up some everywhere next year it's going to be tough but he could pick up like either a league cup or an FA Cup or possibly a Europa League if they drop down like you know but um, mm. you know, I mean I mean you saw, we saw what happened with Mourinho they win the Europa League and nothing
5: Yeah I mean I think um, a lot too much currency is given nowadays to the importance of individual titles although there's got to come a point when Spurs can think well are we actually trying to break into the top two or three Um, or not and I I don't think Daniel Levy is trying to I know it's going to sound odd but his priorities are very very clearly on running a stable business as opposed to making that final step up which admittedly is very hard nobody's really going to challenge City and Liverpool realistically um, in the short term in terms of winning titles I think it's very unlikely they will become um, other than a League Cup possibly Um, but is that as much of a big deal as it would be Liverpool or City, if you fail to pick up the title. I don't think so.
2: Uh, Hey, Andrew. Uh, This is Alex here. Um, I was just wondering if you think Liverpool could pull this off next year.
5: I would be very surprised if they don't lift the Premier League title next season. Um, And again, it pains me to say that. Um, In terms of the Champions League title, they will definitely be there or thereabouts. But realistically, the Premier League title is the one they really want. Um, I'm not trying to cheat in the Champions League win but it's a monkey they've got to get off their back um, was it 29 years since their last league title um, and that's the that's the one they really need and I think I think that'll be good enough um, City are a machine but if anybody can challenge Liverpool will um, Champions League possibly
0: OK if Liverpool are going to do it next year who do you need to buy what big name would they have to get in to really make that difference to take that step forward towards the, Champions, the Premier League
5: um, I think a centre-back, uh, possibly a, a stand-in forward, like a wide forward. But I think a centre-back because Joe Gomez, I thought, was going to step up. Um, I think he's got the quality, but I'm worried about his injury record. Um, Joel Matip has, to be fair, been in very good form um, second half of the season. But if he gets injured and Dejan Lovren steps in, then other teams sniff opportunities straight away. Um, and I think they need to secure their defence if they want to take that extra step up. Their midfield and attacking unit, I don't think needs changing really, um, oh. other than strength and depth at best. So perhaps, you know, Matthijs de Ligt would be a great signing, but then he'd be a great signing for anybody.
0: I mean, I, I, I would see, you know, a lot of money being spent on that young lad because, you know, at his age and his ability, I mean, he has to go to... like. I hate to see clubs like Ajax being torn apart, but he has to go to a P club. Um, listen, I'm just I'm taking a step back. Well, um, a step back. Sorry, it's a bad thing to say. The Europa League final. Uh, tell us, how, how was it for you out in Baku? And um, what did you think of the atmosphere and the organisation around the uh, final?
5: Well, I have to say, just from a purely personal point of view, forget all the paraphernalia around it, all of the issues. The city itself, Baku, I was blown away by it. It's just absolutely stunning and it's very well organised. It's very comfortable to find your way around. Um, now, of course, most of the Western media was focused on, like you guys were mentioning earlier, the logistics of getting there, um, and of course the issues around Libertarian, which in itself I think is, I'm not going to say farcical, but people are really barking up the wrong tree because when Baku was awarded, of course they didn't know an Armenian could possibly be in the final, or didn't, they didn't plan for that. Um, but the stadium itself as a facility is, is excellent, but the views the fans were very poor uh, and and as Andy Mack mentioned, the gaps in the stands were embarrassing for the Continental Final.
0: Do, um, I just want to just pull up one thing just before that, uh, Andrew. I mean, yeah, I, yeah the, the gaps in the stands, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I've come to terms with that, I've made my peace with that, like personally just thinking, okay, people don't show up or whatever. Um, but, Looking at, you know, the, the whole Mikitarian thing, which, of we discussed last week, and I, I personally called it nonsense. I thought it was just like overhyped. It was just crap, mm-hmm. absolute crap. However, um, there were these things being posted up by these absolute, you know, uh, fear mongering and, you know, sensationalistic uh, journalists. Um, many of them, you know, based here in Moscow who are like running down to, to get a, 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 you know, a free weekend or a free weekday off down to mm-hmm. cover the game. And of course, you were showing how um, you know Mkhitaryan, uh people wearing his jersey or with the Mkhitaryan on the back, they were being stopped by police and asked what was happening. Was there any truth in that? Did you see anything to do with that at all?
5: Well, I didn't see it personally, but I did see, I saw the reports and the videos of. It, it wasn't aggressive; it was a bit distasteful in a sense because it was almost like making. They, did, they didn't pursue anything. They, they asked fans to show their. The, the name on back of the shirt, but um, I, I just feel like you say it was an issue that was blown up in the wrong way. Um, you know, the, the history of the, the conflict between Ar- Armenia and by is not really what anybody covered. Um, it was just simply, well, let Mkhitaryan play. We've gone over how the safety issue was secured for him and the fans around the stadium who had his shirt. If I'm going to be briefly honest, what did they expect they were they were asking for possible confrontation by wearing a shirt um, I mean in an ideal world it wouldn't be an issue but they know the fact that there is a conflict there is um, a, a controversial situation so why inflame it why risk inflaming it by wearing a shirt with his
0: name on the back but but, you're the, but again that's the, that's the point I mean why why shouldn't they if if is their favourite player you know, why shouldn't they be able to wear, <laughs> wear a shirt
5: what, what what I mean is not they should be able to, but they can't just simply switch off the fact that there is a a very very bloody history between the two countries, and they knew what the reaction would be. It's all very well doing a protest, but for what for what's the end game for it? You know, oh. are they trying to criticize you for, for awarding it for political reasons or not? I don't think they were.
0: No, well that's 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 what I wanted sort to, to, of to to touch on with you, and and I'm glad that you know. You, you, not to answer correctly it's like uh, what I was getting at is that you know um, if they wanted to make a protest if they wanted to sort of show that like we stand with Henrik and all sort of nonsense if they do that okay uh, do it but you know don't try to make a big deal out of it and it did seem that there was a lot of attention seeking and maybe a little bit of provocation at the same time well,
5: th- that's the thing that's, that's what I felt it was a little bit um, you know the the protest is was really i think the real reason that people wanted to make a meal out of it was because they were frustrated at the logistics of getting there the cost of getting there um and you mentioned as well the the furore around the lack of tickets that a lot of fans were complaining about yeah and yet the complete opposite happened on the date not enough of them took it up. So don't complain about the number of tickets when it, the real issue is the logistics and then don't try and confuse the logistics with a political situation, which you can't change on one day over a football match.
0: Uh, so you, was that done? Was well, that, that okay? That, you you reckon that a lot of this like nonsense was like being whipped up because people were looking at logistics, thinking, "Oh, I, 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 it's too tough to get down there." As Annie said, like, "Yo, know, guy had to get like eight flights, correct, Annie? Yeah. Eight, eight flights uh, down. Mm. So, I mean, or uh, down and back, or four down and four back. So, this, you know, this kind of like this aggravation going on. But um mm. I don't know. Like, did, did you? Did you yourself, okay, because of course there was also some um, English journalists say that they felt uncomfortable in Baku. You as a person living in Russia and with experience of traveling around Russia and traveling in Europe um, mm. and being in Baku, did you find it uncomfortable?
5: Not in the slightest. I mean, uh, seriously, I felt very secure. I can understand why some people who are not used to a more visible police presence on the streets might say... Uncomfortable, but I I spoke to a lot of the policemen, mm. asked for directions, and just generally walking past them, I was never pressured. Um, I mean, perhaps it's a small part of that is I am used to seeing police on the street more in Russia than I am in England, um, and I'm aware that if you are very vocally foreign, um, and I forget race, just simply not a local you know you're going to draw attention to
0: yourself. Um, okay. So I didn't. Um, okay, no, that, that's no, fair enough. You, you understand the rules, you play by the rules. And listen, you're going to stay in line, And know. We're going to go back to you in the next segment. Uh, so stay right where you are. Don't run away. Um, and don't sneak off into Siberia night. Okay, so folks, we're going to wait to the break. Time is passing, of course. Uh, so to mark the time, we have Keisha and TikTok. We're back after the break.
4: Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Wake up in the and feeling like P. Diddy. Up, Grab girl. my glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. That's before up. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking pedicure on our toes, toes. Trying on all our clothes, clothes. Boys blowing up our phones, phones. Drop, drop, and playing our favorite CDs. Selling up to the parties. Trying to get a little bit tips downstairs. down talking about her, but he
0: Okay, we're back, listeners. Uh, this is Capital Sports. I'm Alan Moore. I'm still here with Sandy McLean with b 2 p and IXP. So, uh, we we're having a discussion about uh, Kasha, 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 that's porridge, the cash, yeah. Kasha, It's yeah. great that these the young guys know like who this is. Like, yeah, like you're a hip with all
3: the hip, hip cool and cool stuff.
0: Yeah, we're talking about when she did this, like, or these guys did an improv video. Uh, for this song TikTok in Israel and there's a huge scandal around it so we're talking scandal so alright we're going to go back on to uh, Andrew Flint he is still there being very kind of us this evening so uh, Andrew you're still alive I hope I certainly am that's good listen Andrew um, quick rundown on the Russian league because we spoke, with the, you know, we spoke with the Europa League Champions League quick rundown on the Russian leagues what's happening because some teams are not being relegated and some teams don't want to be promoted
4: <laughs> well, as usual,
5: we've got the, the lottery of what actually happens where league placements mean very little. But, um, yeah, the, uh, we're starting in the top flight. Andy have been relegated, but also haven't got a license for the Fennel. So the best that can happen for them is PFL third division next season. But there's very, very strong talk that they won't even apply for that because they have so little money so little money in fact that their pitch is being taken up again oh, gee. Um, <laughs> yeah I
0: heard that I'm yeah really their pitch mad, is being lifted so, up yeah that's right yeah
5: just crazy really um, but um, yeah down in the Feniel, uh my hopes of men being reprieved are looking slim at the moment um, but to, to cut a long story of short Baltica and Farkle will stay up despite being in the bottom five because Angie is one um, and also, Sakhalin have refused a license from the East Division.
0: Now, there hold is, on, hold on, Andrew. When you say refuse a license, they just say they don't want to play in the FNL, the second tier, correct?
5: Well, to be more accurate, yes, that's true, okay. and this happened last season as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, Sakhalin did play in the FNL for for a season, but I mean, the, the cost of you know traveling from Japan <laughs> for games just yeah. was a bit too much. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, sorry, I just I, I you. Go ahead.
5: No, I mean, those, um, those are the clear-cut ones. The Now, where it gets a little bit more complicated is Textilschik won the West Division, but they have been refused a license, but they are going to appeal. Chaika won the South Division, and same position there. They have the license rejected, but will appeal this week.
0: Okay, before you so, go further, so Textilshik, of course, they're from Ivano, which is not far from Moscow. Famous uh, town, but they're always like struggling for money. Uh, Chaika are a one-man club, who are basically set up by this like kind of wealthy guy who like um, has based himself in Novocarst. Is that correct? Uh, I, I believe so. Yes. Okay, so he's basically built up a club uh, from from the bottom, kind of like a, a Galitsky light. <laughs> yeah,
5: that sounds about right. Um, oh. Which, if he runs it in that way, they should be successful. Okay, um, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, so the FNL we could have only one team being relegated which is poor little Chumen. but I think I think Kestiltryk and Chaika will get their licenses. Um, so it looks like being Novosibirsk, Zenit and Chumen being relegated to the PFL.
0: Okay, all right, that, that that is that is a hard look for them. So Novosibirsk gone. So basically, it's two two teams gone from Siberia, from 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 that level of of football in Russia. Yeah. OK, no, that, that, that is hard Look, um, Of course, uh, last week kind of a bit of news that Volgo Lianos of course are playing now the Oral Povolski they have applied to play in the centre and uh, Sergei Kuzmin was on so he was quite happy that Fakel will not be relegated, so it means that they will stay in the FNL so that they won't meet them in the central division. Now, of course, Fakel, they could fall apart because uh, they're talking about building a new stadium in Voronezh. Remember, this stadium was rebuilt, completely rebuilt, uh, the Stadium Trude in, uh, uh, sorry, in Voronezh. Um, I think they hosted Russia Belgium back in 2008, I think it was, or maybe a little bit later. So, I mean, there is that kind of like, situation that you know, they want to build a new stadium when you have a, a 30,000 all-seater there already. Um, Andrew, before we let you go, uh, mind going down to the PFL, um, is that good or bad for the game out in that part of Siberia? Uh,
5: tough one. I think in the long term, actually good, because the academy that we have is producing a lot of good players, um, and you say about the region, the regional sense of excellence is here. Um, Alexander Ben, for example, is an 18-year-old who's got a lot of game time in the Saneel. And he's guaranteed to get some starting time in the PFL as well. Um, and Pavel Shikora is a player who, two years ago, was, was a first-team regular. But this season, he's not been trusted by Goran Aleksic for his work rate. But he will play next season regularly because a lot of players will leave. So, in the long term, these young guys are going to get more game time. Um, but it is essential that you men get promoted um, at least back to the FNL, um because the whole point of the stadium being renovated was to bring it up to Premier League standard um, but Chumen are a long way of Premier League at the moment
0: OK, listen, fingers crossed remember that they will come straight back up uh, Andrew, listen, thank you very, very much you can go and uh, chill out so thank you for taking our call and I hope that you recover from that long, long three-stop journey <laughs> Thanks very much, guys. OK, thanks, Andrew. OK, that was Andrew Flint, of course, from Out in Two Men. Um, Andy, would you undertake a journey like that to
1: travel around for three matches, like Grozny and Yekaterinburg, Baku? Uh, years ago, I definitely would have um, jumped at the opportunity. Now, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not quite so sure. I don't know if it's older and wiser or a bit more lazy and more in need of a shower. Okay, that's fair enough. You mean <laughs> to say that he wasn't having a shower? That's, we'll that's, get him back that, on the phone there in a moment.
0: Andy, that's what he shower. claimed. That's what Did he, he
1: claimed. He claimed he wasn't having showers. I think he claimed once he'd got to Baku, he very much enjoyed his shower.
0: That doesn't I mean guess it was a long old trip.
1: It. Well, he was on the train, of course, as well. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, um, we do have
0: a lot of other sports to talk about. We want to run back a little bit to Toronto because there's a really... Let's say, okay, we had, like, Jordan Henderson and his dad, like, the, the heartwarming story there. But we also have the superfan super in fan. Toronto. So, I do want to, because, I mean, last night, Champions League was, you know, that sort of, like, was very touching. But we have the superfan from uh, Toronto super and a fan. very interesting backstory, Alex.
2: Yes, the Superman of the 905, uh, Nav if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but... Let's call Is him he pronounced now. it correctly? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of people, Sounds right. We have a lot of people of Indian descent in the studio so they would know. Uh anywho, um yeah, so he came from India in nineteen eighty four and um so he couldn't get a job as like an engineer. He and um uh, well, 'cause he's like that's his um he was educated as an engineer. He couldn't find a job because of well, because of his descent and um so he started working as a uh, car salesman. So he actually holds the record for the most cars sold in three months. And, um, so what is that record? What? 100 th- 137 cars. I'm not making this up. He in three sold months? In three months. 127,
0: sorry. Okay. So, yeah. 10 cars, that's a damn small difference. That's a, lot, I mean. that's
2: a lot of cars. 127 cars. In, in a month.
1: Months. In three months. In three months. Yeah, it's, it's, three still,
2: months. it's still the record for the most cars sold. That's like a car a day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, can't be, that, that must be a local record, surely.
2: Oh, yeah, not the world record. Right? <laughs> what is the world record?
1: I mean, I don't know. 128.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, anywho, he, um, he started going to every Raptors game, and he found that that, like, attached, well, for, for, like, an immigrant, he found that that makes him, like, one with, like, the Canadian culture. So, he started, like, going to every single home game in Canada. So, through his ups and downs, he always, like, found the money to go to, like, a Raptors game. And well, I mean, now he's courtside at like every game. Now he travels to like during the playoffs, he travels, and of course, now he has two businesses and he's a millionaire. And uh, he spends around three hundred k a year to send uh, kids, kids usually from like immigrant families, to these Raptors games.
0: That is no, that is it, it's a good story. I mean, it's yeah. something nice to give back. Uh, I think Batia is his name. Yeah, Bat Batia. Sorry, Bat-
2: and he also, um, he also also like part of the reason he's doing this is because there's been like he's been fa- he's. Faced quite a bit of um, well, like these like comments. Like, there's been times where like people would like refuse to work with him because, like, yeah, there was like he Maybe. was, yeah, he was like, well, he was like the manager of the car dealership. Like, a guy walked in apparently and he said, like, I want to work, I want like somebody else to like help me get a car, right? And like, another time he walked in to like to like get his phone fixed and the guy in front of him standing in line, he was like, on the phone with his wife and he was like oh sorry like my correct, my cab driver's here and so like all this stuff going on and he what does
1: this say about your people Alex? yeah in Canada I, it was
2: like the 80s the <laughs> man come on um, yeah, so, I, don't,
1: I, I don't think that forgives it no
2: the 90s will, will
1: you apologize on air?
2: I'd like to apologize for those two guys. <laughs> Would you like to apologize for the men in the Boston? Uh, uh, hell no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, so. I mean I mean we joke. I mean it is something that he, uh, if you look on Twitter, I think as well on Instagram, it's at Nav N A V Batia, B H A T I A superfan. Um, not, not to get confused with the other Nav.
2: Who's your Nav? Southern,
0: uh, oh. Doesn't matter.
2: Just, uh, anywho, um, okay <laughs> but, yeah. So no, but like Living all that he also, he also has like a uh he also is running a non profit organization. He's selling like clothes with it says like super fan, like hashtag I'm with nav and stuff like that. And he's not making a dollar off of that. It's all going to um kids being able to go to basketball games. And another time he got um last year he got a text during the playoffs. Um, from a person he didn't know and it said that it was kind of like a -a make-a-wish thing like this kid had like a illness and he wanted to go to like a game and so he flew that kid and his family to cleveland for the uh for like the last game of course the raptors lost but
1: did he pay for the meal on the flights Yes, yes. He okay, all right, know. all right.
0: So then moving across to <laughs> Peter. Peter, the French Open, of course, is the it, first of week. Is, yeah. First week is just over. Some su- shocks already on the court.
3: Well, I'd like to talk about matches going on today that happened, of course. Uh, jo- Roger Federer beat Leonardo Meyer And my f- personal favorite, Rafael Nadal, he beat, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, Juan Londero. Uh, he-, he beat him. Not literally, but in a tennis match. What <laughs> is
0: this, like Boston rules tennis or something? Oh Christ! Okay. And of, okay. and of, and of course, and
3: of course, for for women singles, uh, I'm sorry to say this, Alan, uh, in, in advance, but Serena Williams she lost to Sofia Keene, No, you don't room.
1: have to apologize for that.
0: What? Why? Why should I be sad? I, well, I, I, you're you're of course the super fan of. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah! Oh
2: yeah! No, I mean, sh- I used spending 300k a year in kids to watch Serena. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what not to do, you know, don't do this, kids, don't look like not, this.
2: Oh, I said to, to watch her play, that is, not to watch
0: her <laughs> no, Watch <laughs> it. That's watch her, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> there was actually, there was a thing, sorry, you, there was a thing I said where, of course, in Prague, uh, playing Gary football, and there was a thing where one of the guys, they had like them, so, um, so Moscow Shamrocks, come to field number two, please, and so on. And then <laughs> the guy, used say, oh, and uh, Vienna Shamrocks are warming up. The ladies' team, like the Vienna Chamex oh. ladies' team, are warming up. It was just so creepy. It's like <laughs> it was just like oh, I feel dirty. Like even the guys are going, oh no, 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 sorry. Okay, any other tennis news? No, no, I believe not. <laughs> well, I just watched a couple of matches. So
3: Andy,
1: do you have something to add? I- because <laughs> <What do> you are <laughs> a
3: big tennis fanatic, from what it seems, uh,
1: actually I, he is kind of. I guess uh, the big one for me really was the the British number <coughs> Australian British number one, Joanna, Joanna Conta, Conta. uh made it through to the quarterfinals with a very very good win. Uh, she hadn't got past the fourth round before, so this is a massive achievement for her. Um, I guess the other thing to to note was Serena Williams knocked out by um, Kenin, unseeded American. Um, in straight sets, and not only that, Kenin didn't even have the fans. Re- normally, the underdogs always supported it at these events, especially when they're not a local. So Serena Williams, obviously not being French, uh, but Kenin obviously was booed by all the fans because she had a walkover in in, in the previous game before, so she didn't actually yeah, was, have to it, play. It
0: wasn't. Yeah, it was like it was. Yeah, I I, I know that, that there was kind of a there was a bit of controversy with that controversy. Excuse me, the yeah. whole situation. So so were the fans against her because the French fans are usually terrible they're like asses excuse me <laughs> <laughs> they assets. are they're assets. no they're ass assets, assets to yes. bad sportsmanship they're exactly. like Australian rules football no they're re- no not of course Oof. here in Russia but then in Slo- uh, Czech Republic but they are idiots they're terrible the French fans they're <gasps> just I mean you'd love to just go in and, like, start slapping them or something turn your own microphone off
1: Disgraceful. Was I live on air? <laughs> <laughs> Are we live? Okay. No, but seriously, because I've, I've been to the French Open and I've. They were still booing her after she won and she was celebrating, and, and Kenyon was still being booed, which I found a little bit. Objectional. E- well. Disgusting. Dickening. Sh- <laughs> a touch.
0: Yeah. No, but this is the French tennis fans. They're really so. Un- or impolite, so uneducated in the way they behave. No, seriously. I mean, it's I mean, do you remember the the last?
3: I mean, I just want to add to, to what Annie was saying. It's a bit cliche too, because remember the the last match. Yeah. When like uh, Serena Williams lost to, and you remember what happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. No, I, I I think I think that the, the French fans are, are terrible. Really, really, like French tennis fans, in Roland Garros, because if you look at all, I've been at what, well, to the Grand Slams, the Wimbledon and French Open, I've been to all around Asia or well North Africa, Europe and part of Asia as well always polite fans I mean they might boo they might get a bit rambunctious at times but never never I've been in, in uh, the Old Rogers Cup in, in Toronto in, in, in tennis yeah. great atmosphere great fans they might be angry sometimes but they'll
1: just Why do behind. you think that is? Um, do, you, th- do you not think that's partly down to the, the calibre of player as well and the way that the players are now reacting or misbehaving you see
0: They've always been so
1: we talk about Rome uh certain and uh, another oh, rot, rot. Certain australian uh, yeah. player yeah yeah throwing his toys out the pram um
0: no, do, you, do, do,
1: you, do you think the players and the way that social media and other sports and f- look at fans, do you think that's had a, a, a rub-on effect on tennis? Could be, but I think the French have
0: always been very bad sports in, in, in tennis. Really <laughs> like disgraceful. Eventually,
2: every nation in the world is going to hate
0: capital sports. We've ticked off Wales. I mean, we're, we're, aiming France. High, but we're almost there. Then. Exactly. we are. Uh, how many countries in the world? 200 or something? We'll get there. We'll get there. Right, folks, we're going to go to the break in just a moment. Before we do, history is made. Richard Carapaz from Ecuador, movie star team, won the Giro d'Italia. He oh. beat Fran- Vincenzo Nibali into second the Italian player, uh, Italian rider. Uh, Primus Roglic, uh, the man with the funny bicycle with the kind of that buzzes and whirs, like there's an engine inside. Uh, from Slovenia, he <laughs> finished in third. Russia had two riders in the top ten: Pavel Sivakov, the young lad, uh, with team. In your team, Sky, uh, he finished ninth. And Ilnour Zakarin from Katusha Alpelsen, he was in tenth. Uh, unfortunately for the young rider classification, Sivakov was beaten into second place by Miguel Angel, Angel Lopez from the uh, Astana. Did, did you see him slapping the fans' cap Yeah, and, cap fa- off yeah, and <laughs> right so as well. I mean, when you're, when you're cycling up a mountain, right, and you're called the Col de and you're like, How really often do you do that, fine? Alan? <laughs> well, once every leap year. Um, and you, 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 ah, okay, right. We're going to go out to the break. We are going out to the break because we're going to uh, set ourselves up for the quiz. The quiz will be quite interesting. So stay with us. Come back after the break on Capital Sports. I promise you will like this quiz. We're going to go out with something that you like to hear in sports arenas. This is Chad Jackson, and here the we get wicked. We're back after this. Capital
4: Sports with Alan Moore. Let's move on, cause it's time to move on. here the drummer get wicked. Let's move on, cause it's time to move on. here the drummer get wicked. Let's move on, cause it's time to move on. here the drummer get wicked.
5: Time to move on.